To Eyes in the Dark. We are a horror movie podcast that lives by a very, very simple motto. And that motto is this Death, Death by Celluloid. You are joined here tonight by the Unholy Trinity, and that is myself, Chewie. We have Evan. And we also have James. <laughs> That's James. We're, we're getting- I feel like we're like doing Space Jam. You're going to get to know us a little bit better here over the course of the show. Um, But first, I do have a little bit of business here for you. So the first order of business is how you can get in touch with us, not how you can touch us. I mean, if if you wanted to, you could, but you got... You got two Reach ladies. Reach out, touch me. Boom, boom, boom. I touch myself. I went a different Did you watch the... The Tiffany documentary, or, or the documentary about the Tiffany This guy's been getting, trying to get me to watch that documentary oh, for like two years. I fucking love that Is documentary. It, uh, like about the it's called jewelry? I Think We're Alone no. Now. The blue box? Oh, the band Tiffany. The, the artist. The, the recording Tiffany, artist. I guess. Yeah. It's called... Okay, you know what? I think I, oh, she yeah, sang I the, song the song you just sang. I know sang. the song. Oh, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about the business <laughs> for first, and then we'll talk about Tiffany. Uh, Welcome to the podcast where we talk about one hit wonders. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's some trick I don't know. If, if you want to reach out to us uh, via Twitter, you can reach us at EITD Pod. You can also reach us the uh, old school way by sending us an email, and that is going to be eyes in the dark podcast at gmail.com. We are part of the Stuff and Things podcast network, so you can always find information uh, about our shows on stuffandthingsnetwork.com, and you can hit us up on our show-specific page, eyesinthedarkpodcast.com. Um, you can also get to us individually via Twitter. Uh, myself is going to be at Chupacabra. That's C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. If you want to get a hold of Evan, which you shouldn't want to get a hold of me over because I'm an idiot, my name is uh, at Evan the Braun. Just that's your full name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can reach me Jurassic Price on Twitter, uh, on the iGrams, and uh, go ahead and write me a letter at one four three six two Mervin uh, Lane in Tustin, California. <laughs> that's at Jurassic Price. Yeah, uh, because you are, in <laughs> fact, Doctor Jurassic I, Price. I'm I, gonna stop trying to even. I, I, last time I didn't even edit the info you gave out, simply because. Yeah, don't. Like it's, that's it's, fine. Okay, let, let them okay. call me, write me. I prefer snail mail. So <laughs> snail mail, yeah. you like that? A good old-fashioned letter is always the best, especially from a fan because it's even creepier. And it means that they yeah. they paid for you. They paid postage. For yeah, you, which true. is like fifty cents. And email what. Any, oh, any a homeless man can yeah. email yeah. somebody. Yep. You can send us like regular money too, like just because, like in an envelope. Just be like, here, have some regular money, but whatever. Well, now we're beggars. Yeah. 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 Um, beggars can't be choosies. <laughs> beggars can't be choosies. Uh, anyway. Tell it to Adrian. <laughs> yeah. Tell it to Adrian. He doesn't listen to this. He doesn't care. I know. I just uh, I hope. No, it's, it's good. It'll get, it'll get Adrian. back to him eventually. Eventually, we'll be so big that he'll be like, oh, I guess I'll check it out. I'm going to hop on that bandwagon. And then he'll hear this and he'll be like, oh, devastating. 
Um, true. He always overpronounces his teeth. Why do you guys sound like Biff Tannen? Because <laughs> that's when what did Adrian... you become the physical type? Because <laughs> that sounds like Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I never put that together. Um, so a little bit about us, who you're going to be spending the show with. Uh, my name is Chewy. You may have heard me on other podcasts such as Stuff and Things and uh, Four Color Commentary. We're talking about comic books and shit like that. Um, but as it relates to horror movies, how did I get into horror movies? Well, I got into horror movies uh, a little bit later on, you know, maybe like post high school kind of college. Uh, the zombie flicks, the uh, foreign horror films, all uh, Japanese and Korean films are kind of what got me into it when like Netflix was kind of like stirring the pot with their DVD, sending you that shit and the snail mail. And that's how I got into it. And uh, I fell in love with it. And here we are. Now we're doing a show about it. Evan. Uh, I got into horror movies because I like when things die. And I'm a psychopath. <laughs> James? Thanks, Evan. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I'm James. You might know me from earlier podcasts of this show. Uh, also, I'm the only man to ever have his Twitter account deleted four times for tweeting naked photos. Um, so you might know me from that. Hashtag naked James. Um, I got into horror movies uh, essentially on uh, uh, rainy days. Yeah. Yeah. That was just your couldn't go out, Couldn't go outside and play basketball. So I was like, well, I might as well watch a scary movie. Might as well watch some people get their ankles broken in yeah. different ways. Yeah. TBS used to show horror movies every time it rained. I don't yeah. know how they knew when it was raining in your city, but they knew. They knew. They're TBS, man. They know it's everything. weird. Whenever I have like days off during the week, I, that's kind of like my go-to thing. I'm like, I really want to just watch a horror movie right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't always, but I have the hankering for Th- one. There's yeah. something when you're alone where you're like, hmm, this is good making for yeah. scaring oh, yeah. myself. Like if I'm, it's like eight in the morning and I'm up and I just want to like lay on the couch with some yeah. coffee. Just watch Turn some on a killing. good horror movie. Nice. Yeah. That's a good idea. Get, get scared a little. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's just that's, in your boxers. That's why we do this because we're just almost naked. Home. We put ourselves in vulnerable or positions, naked. homeless, and like naked? naked and homeless, <laughs> and then get scared. We um homeless sp- speaking of vulnerable. <laughs> homeless, we vulnerable. we talked about on stuff and things one time about this um this like haunted house, this like haunted attraction. I think it goes on year round. Oh yeah, in like the one Pennsylvania, that, the gnarly one that you like. No, no, that's just in San Diego. That's an uh, early one where you have to sign a waiver saying it's okay for them to touch me and oh, tie like me sh- up and shit on your face. And stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there's one in Pennsylvania. It's where just a haunted house for perverts to go <laughs> try to scare people. There's two. There's two options for this one in Pennsylvania. One is you can go through in your underwear, what? like just your underwear, like just Why? your boxers or whatever it panties? is. Panties in your panties. Your panties. Um, the other one, the other option that you have is you can go through fully naked, but you have to choose one of those two yeah. options. Why would you want to do that? Because it's what if, scary. What if you get? What if your dong gets caught in like a doornail or something? Well, I mean, like they make sure it's safe and they can't touch you. It's wait, not like the other ones. Wait, what is a doornail? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's what the like a, like dude, a, please explain to me okay. how my dong would get caught. Can as I save a you? Can I save you, Evan? Door nail. Do you remember in Hellraiser when the dude cut his yeah. like hand open on that door nail and he's like ah blood and then it showed his like wife like cheating on him. Was that in the door jam though? I'm or? saving him. I'm trying to save him here. You're not making it. That's easy. what I thought of when I thought when I said door nail. That's like what a I thought of. Like a, like a nail. Like a nail, nail that's like door like, jam. Like, like shaped like an L that's like that got hammered in wrong. Like kind of yeah. door. 
Why would it be in a door jam? I don't know. Or in a door. There's nails in door jams. Something's right? got something's no. got a jam yeah, in there place. Is. No, I don't believe. Yeah, there when is. you nail in like the track of the door, like for the. I think it depends on the jam. Well, you know what? Welcome let's, to let's contract Tweet me a photo of a door nail later. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm, although my Twitter might be Dickhead. deleted, but yeah, that's true. I'm gonna I'm gonna text a naked door jam to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I'll tweet it, and then I'll get my Twitter deleted for the fifth time. <laughs> but yeah, you can go through those naked because it's scarier when you're naked, like because there's nothing standing between you and 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 the horrible thing. Except that's door- why people say like, oh, nails. you're dead as a doornail. Oh, good point. That's a saying. Uh-huh. But that is a saying. A nail but that was bent in this fashion and thus not easily pulled out was said to be dead, thus dead as a doornail. Oh, so a doornail Wait. is a fucked up nail. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be in a door. I guess not. I guess it could just be like anywhere. So I guess a bent nail, like when you know when you hammer a yeah, nail and it bends and you that. just hammer it in that's just a to door get rid nail. of it, that's I guess a, is a doornail. Because I wonder it looks it like an open door? I don't know. Because it's like bent? I don't know. Guys, let's look up the let's look up the history and let's uh, fuck the movie. Fucking English. Let's. let's I, whoa, fuck the movie. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Fuck the movie. Just playing. But you right, I speak- got the origin of the phrase. Okay, dude. Give me a second. You guys keep going, and I'll let you know when I get it. <laughs> I was just quoting Big Lebowski. But you should fuck the tournament. You should um you should watch the, the documentary. I think we're alone now because it almost is a horror documentary. It follows these two very 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 devoted Tiffany fans. Who are like present day, um, who are definitely in their forties, and one is like this like transsexual triathlon like athlete triathlete, and um, she's so she's convinced that she and Tiffany belong together, and the other one is this dude, just a straight up dude who's also convinced that they belong together and they've been friends forever and that sort of thing. And they just have stacks of like it's just it's kind of stalkerish and like kind of well I mean they don't like follow her and like hang out outside of her house and stuff like that you know what I mean but they, they just like go to, on tour with her the roadies they go no they don't the go that far pass. but like when they can they go to like her shows and they're like I, this is the the eighth time I've met you and when you met me in Dallas you told me that this and that and I know you remember that and I know I, you you know it's just like wh- and what? she and you see her just be like uh huh so yeah oh I'm I'm coming I'm right there and then she's like oh yeah I gotta go and like it's so it's you're really hard. it's heavy you're really watching a documentary about like f- like fandom like obsessive people yeah that's a, no. But it's it already terrifying. Sound, it sounds terrifying. I don't want to watch that. That's the next one we're gonna do. There's, there's, um, I had to watch a uh, documentary about two like Swedish people who are trying to prove Ted Kaczynski's innocence. Really? Yeah, they're obsessed with him. Shit, dude. Yeah. That's I the did. Unabomber for you. Yeah, for you. I did. Unlearned. <laughs> hey, here's a fun fact, guys. For my junior final project in American history class, I chose Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Good. And his connection with LSD. Yeah. yeah. And I did like all that Timothy shit. Theory. And like, just like people were like, like even the professor, he's like, okay, you did. Or, are you going to talk about like the American justice system? And I was like, no, I'm just going to tell you about him. Cause he was kind of a big yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. And he was just like, okay, I got a B on that. I nice. B. Yeah. Solid B. Solid B. Yeah. All right. I found the origin of the phrase dead of the doornail. Dead. So I'm going to read it to you from, I don't know. Some website. Uh, as with so many etymologies, 
How do you say it? Yeah, etymology. Yeah. yeah. We don't know exactly why door nails were used in the phrase rather than something like coffin nails, but we have reasonably good educated guess. Door nails were used, lo- sorry, door nails were long used to strengthen the door. The person building or installing the door would hammer the nail all the way through the doorboards. On the other side, he would hammer the end flat, bending it as so the nail uh, would be more secure in a process called clinching. So it wouldn't like, slip out and yeah. shit. In doing so, the nail was rendered unusable for any other purpose. It would be difficult to remove and even more difficult to use again elsewhere. Thus, the bent nail was com- commonly called dead, quote unquote. Um, so that's where it gets the name dead as a doornail. Awesome. History. History. Language history. Hey, guys. I'm not going to further that discussion. This movie is about... Uh, this movie. What? This- it's a doornail. It's a nail... Like, like, look at this door. That's what, what kind of doors they would nail it into. Why are there nails in the middle of a door? Back in the day, that's how they held doors together, bro. In the middle of it? Yeah, because yeah, they didn't have... They didn't the know? How bad were they at woodcraft? Well, they, they it was we're talking like giant the, like like plank of wood. Like they didn't have machinery and shit. They like built it together from smaller pieces of wood, and only the fancy people had the big solid pieces. Yes, of, of wood, but it's perpendicular to where it needs to join. I don't know, the board. Dude, I don't. No, know. maybe there was like two. Like let's just say like let's take two six by eights and put yeah. them back to back, and then you nailed those together. Why would you put them back to back to make the door thicker? So that it's soundproof? I don't know. But or, back then, you don't want just a two-inch thick door. Like That's we what have we have now. now. Shut up. Yeah, well, we suck. <laughs> we suck. All that shit. That's why, But like, back then, you're talking about like doors to like like a... Repel wolves and stuff. Yeah, like in Wouldn't a castle. Just, yeah, but every door that you've seen that's ancient, isn't it just a thicker piece of wood? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of ancient doors. Why are you asking me? I don't live then. Guys, I don't live there. They they didn't erase the world from (laughs) seventeen hundred. If you've been to like like Philadelphia, (laughs) I've never been to Philadelphia. I think this is like medieval times, bro. so this or like is, Dracula times. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast. Like the same thing. <laughs> so we're gonna no, talk. No, this is about, the argument podcast. Oh, this is argument. Oh god, we should just start that, um, and it'll be the first part of oh, every episode. Me and Ian would rule that podcast. <laughs> the pissing contest. Yeah, we just call that the pissing. We always contest. joke that whenever you guest on stuff and things, it's just gonna be called the pissing contest. That's it. Um, anyway, this is a podcast about horror movies, so we are gonna talk about horror movies. But before we do that, Doctor Jurassic Price. What is our mission statement? Why do we do what we do? To prove that horror movies hold more value than uh, what people give them credit for. Yeah? Yeah. What what credit do they usually get? Uh, what they don't get uh, is, uh, you know, the credit of... I don't know. I had a really good, concise statement, man. You know, That's good. Okay. Like, <laughs> mo- like movies on... Uh, horror movies have a uh, deeper meaning that um, can it's make you... It's not just a quick buck. Hold on. Let me finish. Okay. That make you... Uh, Think about yourself in the world and environment and, you know, maybe problems that face the, the world today. That's true. I feel That's like this movie true. is a good example of this. Good. Speed of which, what movie yeah. are we doing? Dr. Jurassic Price, after you finish drinking that golden delicious beer. Ah, there yeah. you go. Uh, what, um, one of my all-time favorites. One of the best ever. I don't care who you are. You're wrong if you think otherwise. Jaws. Done. Not, not coordinated. Beautifully done. That that was we just so, uh, spontaneously. You guys, should, you guys should create an acapella group. Dude, Y five right here. 
Um, it doesn't make a, a slapping <laughs> sound like you would expect. It's a popping noise. Um, cool. So tell us a little bit about who <laughs> that was. That was the pop up video noise. Yeah. Um, who made it? Who's in it? What year? Etc. Uh, directed by a man called Stevie Spielberg. I think uh, you've heard of that guy. Stevie S. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stevens Broadcasting System. Um, you might know him as Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Uh, written by Peter Benchley, who also wrote the novel, uh, put out by Universal Pictures, 1975. Nice. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to look at anything for that. He knew all that off the top mm-hmm. of his head. As he mentioned, it is his favorite movie. Fun fact. It's not my favorite. One of, one, one of my yeah. favorites. Fun fact. Uh, you wrote a seven-page essay on this movie. I did. Eight if you count the works cited, which I would in class yeah. constantly. Um, <laughs> and you guys might see that. We might be able to put that out there for you guys. Uh, yeah, I'll put that up. You point. guys can read it. There's some. I found some grammar mistakes. but you No know. plagiarizing. Yeah, you can. It's fine. You can. There's I did get an A-minus. So. Yeah. I got, Take I, the ideas. Run with them, kids. I wrote a paper one time where I c- uh, compared and contrasted uh, Rebel Without a Cause and uh, Napoleon Dynamite, and I argued they were the same exact movie told in a different era. I think you have um, brought this up on the podcast oh, previously. Did I? Oh, okay. Right? I got a 98%. Nice. Yeah. That's I had, good. I had to write about a hero of mine in my freshman year, and I wrote. I went on to write about... Ash from the Army of Darkness. <laughs> He's a great. For hero. a second, I thought you were gonna say I wrote about Pinhead and <laughs> Shop Smart. I don't know what I got on it, but I think I also brought this up in another Shop yeah, episode. Smart. And yeah, I this just is... decided to go. You know what? I'm gonna have fun with this. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that was yeah. great. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about this movie here. So, um, where do we even start? I mean, this is, this is a fucking classic. So you can take your pick as to where we would start. I- I will say, yeah. I uh, <clears throat> when we decided to do this movie, I was a little skeptical because I, I haven't seen this movie in a little bit. Um, I mean, not like a long, long time, but just a few years probably. And I, I never would have considered it as a horror movie in my previous days, but rewatching it, it's definitely, yeah, definitely a horror movie. But not only because it's, it's you know, something that we fear as human beings, but and, and that the movie sharks. actually, that movie actually is suspenseful and scary. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Just like the classic, classic, classic. That can't talk. Uh, I can't the talk. Classicness. Classicness of it is, it's crazy. Like how, like, for being one of the first movies that kind of did this with, you know, a shark, you know, and animatronics and things like that or whatever, and how well it was done. There you go. With yeah. all the, you know, quote unquote, malfunctions they had during the process of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It still resonates to this day where people are afraid to go in the water because of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith talks about it all the time where he says, like, he f- fucking is terrified of the ocean because of Jaws and yeah. stuff like that. And, I mean, it, it's true. A lot of people. Dude, fuck, I, I think... um I I'll, I'll be I'm gonna be like 100 percent honest here. I don't know that I've ever before this time sat down and watched Jaws, like and watched it. It's I always may have, been like in passing or yeah, like caught glimpses of it or just like TV. scenes and stuff like that, you know. But like, I, I felt like when I was watching this movie, I was like, oh, I remember this, I remember this, but I don't ever remember sitting down and watching it. So it was probably through like film classes and stuff, and um. I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I, I respect the ocean, 
you know what I mean? And I'm going to stay out of it and all that stuff. But this is, I'm like, nope, never going to that thing again. Screw that. Like, Spe- Especially those scenes out on the open ocean. That freaks me out. Because I love getting out on a boat, you know, getting out in the, the middle of a, a water somewhere. Yeah. But uh, some of those open ocean scenes, I'm just like, oh, no. They're just can't. so fucking alone. Yep. It's so open, but you're so closed. And then that's made worse because Quint just fucking destroys the radio. Yeah. (laughs) They're so fucking alone out there. Chops it up. They're just being hunted. I mean, they're hunting it, but they're being hunted. I think that's kind of one of the key elements in this. It's like, you know, uh, man's arrogance as to, you know, and I mean, like, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it or whatever, but like, you know, they, they kill Jaws. They kill the shark, you know, but, um, you have the whole thing like we're going to go out and we're going to kill him and stuff like that. And there's that one scene where everyone's on the fucking water mm. being like, we're going to yep. kill it. And they're just throwing like, like cherry bombs and shit <laughs> in the yeah. water. I was so Little frustrated with that whole like M-80s. montage. I was like, yeah. just stop. Like I was so behind Hooper that whole time when I was like, Hoopa! like, dude, these people just don't like that. Mayor pissed yeah. me off the entire time. He yeah, had this movie. He had I, a sweet jacket though. I, he did have a sweet jacket. I mean, you can probably find that thing at Target for forty bucks. They but, make they make um, a shirt. After yeah. all, you know, Amityville means pleasure. <laughs> Amityville no, means friend friendship. Friendship. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Amity. After all, Amityville Amity. means uh, friendship. Amity. Amity. Amityville is Amity. I'm just saying it with an accent. You said Amityville. Amity. Right, A M I T. Yeah, you were saying you said Am- Amityville. 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 I'm just it's the accent. Okay. Amityville means uh, friendship. <laughs> he's okay. He's ham fisting it. All right. It. right. Um, no, I don't know. All right. Just let's drop it. In, in any case, but yeah, I was super frustrated with him too because it's just like just fucking no. There's a shark out there. Just- I wanted the whole time for Brody to just be like tell tell all the townspeople like uh, I tried to close the be- close the beaches. But yeah. Jackass over here wouldn't let yeah. me. Uh, so hello? you guys can attack him and yeah. you psycho lady who lost your child, yeah. you can slap him instead of me. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Mayor, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> well, I mean, like, here's the thing with that scene. Like, he didn't report it. He didn't make it known. And that was his own decision. He didn't want to, like, bring it up into a panic. Because, like, yeah, they didn't want to panic people. But he could have still said, hey, guys, there's been a shark attack, so we got to stay out of the water. I mean, they made the signs and all that stuff. They just didn't, like, use them, you know? Well, yeah, because he couldn't because the mayor wouldn't let him. He wouldn't let him use it, but he could have said it. But that's, that's I think, part of it that well, it's like... and they, they did somewhat say that because yeah. I remember with the first day when they're out on the beach, like, nobody's going in the water. Yeah. And then the mayor was like, oh, you guys should just go in the water. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, know. Oh, that see, was after the... That was after they died. caught and they caught it, you know, and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, there's. I mean, we're gonna dive deeper and dive deeper. No pun intended. Oh, into we're gonna this dive right so here. deep, so deep. So I find that we normally talk about. I I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed we always talk about like the music first. And I mean, when we're talking about music here, maybe not entirely the music, but a certain. I don't know theme or stinger or whatever you want to call it. A piece of audio that is legendary in this. You know. Dun dun, dun 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 right like this, this is where we need our classical music experts there's a term for that type of building tempo and i can't remember what it's called scott Kawhi, i know you're not listening to this <laughs> yeah but you should be but you should be and i'm gonna be hassling you about uh, it uh ostensible uh, no that's just a word uh, <laughs> something like that osteoporosis yeah something with an o i think um, um about building tone and this but, is just yeah dude i 
the, so the music in this was really interesting to me. I don't know if it was to you guys. Oh, it's incredible. Because a lot yeah. of times it was really upbeat and just kind of flighty and fun and yeah. summer and whatever. Even during like some of the like when they were out of the right. ocean on the orca, like and they're when like they're fighting when it, when they're shooting the they're shooting it and attaching yeah. the barrels to them, like it's like yeah, it's like it's like happy music. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a fiddler. To where, yeah, to where you think it's like, oh, everything's good now. It's magical, yeah. but it, it's playing to their emotions, right? They're like, yes, yes, we're making strides. We're gonna catch it. Yeah, like, yes. But didn't I? Heard, yeah, I, read, I never thought about that. I've one. never seen something go I, down with three, not three. Yeah, I read <laughs> something about where John Williams when he first came up with the da da that whole thing when he brought it to Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg like laughed at him and was like, <laughs> oh, like what do you no like what are you really like gonna show me? And it was like. <laughs> No, that's that's it. Uh, in, in and this. it ends up and like and Steven Spielberg even says now like like if I would have made him change it, it would have ruined yeah. the movie. I feel like maybe that's the same for Hans Zimmer with the blom, you know, and like stuff like that. Because now every fucking movie uses blom. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I, no, I, yeah. I, mean, I, I think historically too that at least Spielberg has said that. They showed this movie. They made the movie. Then they showed it to like the producer, the executive producers, without the music, and like without some of the you know special effects. Yeah. And the producers are like, what? What? What is this? <laughs> this is boring. Huh. And and then you put the music in it, and then I think Spielberg went back and added a few shots of a shark. Yeah, the There's National a- Geographic stuff that they uh, used the stock footage. Yeah, they, um, they used like this like the, famous husband and wife like diver team yeah that, like filmed great whites in, in australia, australia right yeah. yeah 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 no i think he put in um there's a story i don't know if this is true because i don't know if i got this from the dvd or i just heard this through rumor but i've heard that spielberg filmed a lot of well they did film a lot of scenes with the animatronic shark in a pool because the salt water is what yeah. kept breaking down the shark they kept trying to shoot in the ocean the salt water kept breaking down bruce the shark yeah. as they yeah. named it so he started filming a lot of things in a pool uh, but I guess there's a couple scenes that he went back to add in for the producers where he just, it was him, one dude like holding the, the shark and he put a bunch of condensed milk in the pool to oh. give it like a murky ocean oh, feel. Okay. And he did, did some like, like, you know, filler shots of like, yeah. you know, sharks swimming by or like a fin or something like that. Yeah. And it's just him in a pool with a bunch of condensed milk. <laughs> I think I don't know if that's rumor or if that's true, yeah. but I hope. Well, I know it's they true. did a lot of like the. I was watching some documentary type stuff on it, and there was uh, the editor, the chick who edited the movie. Mm-hmm. She owned a house in L.A. and yeah. they like the whole scene. You know when they go and they find that boat that's like yeah, they, uh, that's, that's what they added. Boat. Yeah, that's that what they added. Boat when, yeah. they, when you see his head, ben, uh, yeah. ben Gardner's boat. Yeah, that's in a pool in yeah. L.A. Yeah, uh, they like in maybe the documentary, that's they with show, condensed milk. Yeah, they show like the house like nowadays and stuff, and it's hey, like, just hey, a Debbie. tiny little pool. Hey, Debbie, what do you got that could murky up this water? Well, I got a little condensed milk. Yeah, bring that down. I like how they all sound <laughs> like they play stickball in this, yeah. on this crew. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not lie. That scene made me jump like a motherfucker. Dude. Really? I was sitting there because I was just like, okay, cool, like whatever. They're just, you know, exploring it. And then it's like, Boom! And then like that, the like, music is yeah. crazy, and like the the head pops up, and I'm just not expecting it because well, I'm weird. like, okay, it's too small for like the uh, the shark out. to be in there, and I'm like, you know, they're not gonna do anything like that, and I was like, oh, they're just gonna be like, oh, he died, and like they fucked up his boat. And they, they 
they focus too like much on the hole. On his head? They focus too much on the hole of the ship for something not to pop out. Yep. I guess. You know what I, mean? I don't and, know. Well, because he was like a, like trying to determine the bite radius, so I was like. And you no, were kind of, I was kind of expecting shark, you know, but then the head rolls out, and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Like, well, it, it kind of comes out at first, and nothing happens. And then, like, a second later, the like, yeah. music goes, and uh, it was such a delayed reaction to me. And I was like, that, that, was, that, yeah. that was weird to me more than the head popping out. I don't oh. know. That, that's the scene that they, like, supposedly added for the, the producers. Yeah. Because the producers was like, I don't really see the shark. And Spielberg's like, yeah, well, it fucking kept breaking down, man. And so they added that scene supposedly because it, there's no shark, and they did it to they. Uh, I think they they tested it um, before. Not like we know testing today. They they did like they would do actual like advertisements on the radio for like test screenings. Yeah, and they did it in. I know they wanted to do it in a landlocked city. Okay, and so I think they did it in Dallas, Texas, where people who wouldn't be ocean goers went to see the movie. To see how how the reaction was, yeah. and uh, they didn't have that scene in there, and supposedly like uh, there wasn't like a jump scare until later on when uh, when Quint uh, Brody and uh, Cooper are already yeah. on the boat and they they're chumming and, and yeah Josh and comes then up. comes up behind them and the, so Spielberg wanted to scare them earlier so he added that in okay. to both appease the producers for seeing. Or, well, I guess there's no shark in there, but yeah. for like more action, and then also to get a scare earlier into the crowd. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things that I I found out about this movie. So I mean, we've all grown up with this movie and watching it and loving it, whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> pop um, culture. It's I didn't everywhere. really I didn't really like dive deep into this movie until dive we did this. Get it? Uh, 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 dive deep. You just deep really see. <laughs> you sunk your teeth in this time. Yeah, yeah. Are we gonna watch Deep Blue Sea next? I hope not. <laughs> Um, what was that one with uh, Mom said eat some trout Was that the one with Samuel Jackson Yeah, yeah the, Well yeah. and also LL Cool J Deep Blue Sea is where Sam Jackson's like He like climbed Everest or yeah. something He's like up there on the mountain uh, You don't know cold And then the shark eats him or something <laughs> like that Yeah Anyways um, I found a lot of, a lot of Oh ice that's what his, his speech is like You know what travels faster than a shark Ice <laughs> <laughs> I escaped it. Oh, you can't predict the ice. And oh, then Samuel. Yeah. Samuel. Samuel. Um, there's a lot of stuff that about this movie that like made me appreciate this movie more where that I found out later. So like when, you know, Stevie Spiel was talking about uh, how yeah, originally you, you watch behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He originally wanted to have like real footage of sharks and like. You see the shark right away in the movie and all that stuff, and this the technology just didn't exist back then to like have like they made a good effort. Yeah, but he was saying he's saying now that you know I mean for the first half of the movie all you do is like the camera movement in the water is the shark mm-hmm. quote unquote yeah the PO, and, POV shot and you don't see the shark but like the whole scene with when the dudes are trying to catch the shark on that pier and like, mm-hmm. you know when the guy gets like. Or the, the pier, pier rips off, out. yeah, and then he's mm-hmm. in the water, and then you see the pier go out, and then you see it turn around and come back towards him because you know the shark's coming back toward him. Like stuff like that is like almost more creepy than yeah. seeing the actual shark. Fear of the unknown. And, and he's saying that like if we would have just shown the shark the whole time, like it wouldn't have been as scary because you would have yeah. seen what the threat was the whole time. Yeah, like the fact that you don't see it until they're out on the ocean in the orca, and yeah. you see this gigantic, huge shark. That's like the first time you see the whole thing, and you're like, yeah. 
Holy crap. Must it, be a 20 footer. 25. 25. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the other thing about that, too, is to put, to put you in a more realistic situation, it's not like every time a shark attacks, you see it. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like it comes out of nowhere, and every now and then you catch a glimpse, like, and it's terrifying. Like we said, World Surf Competition yeah. Yeah, last week, week before, something like that, and they have spotters in those yeah. competitions, Yeah. and still the surfer got freaking bumped by a shark. Oof. Yeah. You but don't, I think, yeah, you was don't it know. Was it a great white? It yeah, was. It was yeah. a great white. Yeah. <laughs> ate, ate his leash or something like that. Yeah, it, it like, snapped through his leash. Yeah. So it went to bite. It went for blood, and it missed him. That's what he, they do. They don't go to say hello. They go to investigate the, and eat. Well, what was the thing that they said in the movie? What Hooper said? Um, he's like, Hoopa. He's like, uh, these animals aren't killers they just eat whatever is in front of them yeah, yeah they're like a garbage they're cow. eaters he's like yeah. they don't they don't they don't go out there to kill people yeah. they go out there to eat yep eat. That's, so it's like when a one-track mine when they find when they cut open this that's i think that's when they cut open the stomach and they find like the license plate oh, the, the tiger shark yeah, yeah. or the yeah <laughs> that, by the way yeah, tiger shark. my favorite part of the movie is when they have it strung up and hooper's like oh it's just a tiger shark and yeah. that guy goes the <laughs> guy goes tiger shark? no he goes he goes uh what? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. Because he's like mouthing out the whole time and he's like, yeah. it's a tiger shot. Uh, oh what? what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh. I LOL'd so hard at that part. Dude, um so let's talk about the characters. You mentioned Hooper and, and we've talked about Brody and Quint and stuff like that here. So what what um My my favorite part is Quint understanding the the cage the shark cage yeah cage goes in the water you go in the water sharks in the water no i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) what um so so Uh. (laughs) what are their like roles who do they represent you know why do we have them and what's what's their purpose here because like brody's like the hero you know, he's supposed to be the hero. You know, he's like the sheriff of the town. He's the father. He's like all this stuff. And he, eventually he's the one who kills the shark. And he actually, um, it's foreshadowed in like the first like 10 minutes of the movie where he's looking through the books of the sharks. And you see a shark with an oxygen tank or a CO2 tank or whatever in its mouth. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I never noticed that. When he's flipping through the books and stuff like that. I think it's a huge thing to the to know that. Brody, the entire movie, if you pay attention, he is from New York. Yeah. He's never been on in this situation, like this setting or whatever. Hates the ocean. Doesn't swim. Like, doesn't go out yeah. in the ocean. Like, he's terrified of the ocean. So the fact that, like, that juxtaposed with him having to go out and hunt this thing, it's it, fe- like, makes him face his fear, yeah. you know, almost. Yeah. Just of the ocean. And, like... He won't even face yeah. the fact that people are like... Well, you're afraid of the water, but you live on an island. He's like, well, it's not an island if you look at it from my angle, if you're on it. Uh, yeah. No, he said it's not an island if you look at it from the ocean. Right. Yeah. Is that it? No, he said it's only an island if you look yes. at it from the ocean. That's oh, okay. it. Yeah. That's it. But he's he's just, he's not even accepting the fact that he lives it on doesn't make island. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. But like, So he has to overcome that. You kind of have him, you spend a lot of time with him, but you know, he's not, acting very heroically throughout the movie even at the very end like at the very end when he fucking kills that shark that's when you know he he kind of steps up but before then he's trying to radio for help you know he um 
you, he's he's getting other people to do so. He's running around like, oh, there's a shark in the water. Well, I guess I better go to the hardware store and buy some supplies to make signs. He's a sheriff. He to me, he reminds me a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. He reminds me a lot of John McClane, like kind of the reluctant hero, where he's okay. like, ah, shit, I guess I got to do this the right way because nobody yeah. else is going to do it the right way. Like very reluctant, but also very clearly the hero. You know, yeah. he doesn't really want to be doing what he's doing. Or he's in a bad situation that he didn't really plan on being in, but he still does the right thing. So you think he's like the he's so he represents to me the everyman. Yeah, mm, I would say so. You know, even though he's the sheriff in power, even though he's the hero in the end, he's the everyman. He's just got a family. He's like, I don't really like the water, you know, and and, and so forth. And you have Hooper, you Hoopa. know, the college degree. And he's got all the tech and all that stuff. Wearing a Cana- Canadian tuxedo. The Wearing, whole yep. <laughs> Canadian. Independently wealthy. Looking like a hipster before hipsters were a thing. Oh, dude, mm-hmm. he was so hipster. That's Just, when Richard Dreyfus could have been considered hot. Richard Dreyfus kicked ass in this movie. Yeah. yeah. I loved him. He's like my favorite character. I love how spit, well, he's so full Quinn. of spit. He's like... <laughs> His mouth except is for like the part so when he, <laughs> except for the part when he gets in the cage and he tries to spit on his goggles, he's like, yeah. "I don't have any spit." Don't, yeah, uh, which, is, like, which like, is abnormal because the rest yeah. of the movie he's been so, so spitty. Uh, he's so spitty. Um, he's like chomping at the bit to be in the shark situation. He's like, "I have the the book knowledge. I need yeah, to apply I, it." He, he, exactly. He's got the whole like, "I've learned about this. Let me do it." It's almost like uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it's almost like representing a generation because I don't know historically how accurate this is. But I know, like, right now, I have a degree that I'm sitting on that doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't make me money or anything like that. You know, um, you, right? You got a degree in film or yeah. did you just study it? I got a degree, degree. in film. Degree. But you're not using it. No, I work in aerospace. You know? Although although I, <laughs> he, I do he, have to hold the hold degree on. to work in aerospace. They don't care what the degree hold is. Hold on. I'm going to be... He actually works in aerospace, so he's not not fucking around with that. <laughs> he's, he's a genius. That's why he's here. I'm just a low-level commoner here. Um... And then Evan is my my cohort yeah. here. Uh, he's you're street smart at least. I'm just like that in between. Like I'm just oatmeal. That's all I am. I'm just plain oatmeal. Huh? I'm like Quint. I like in this movie. You're like Quint. I love Quint. He's my favorite. Like, does, I just... that, does that mean that I'm Brody? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet. You're the everyman. I get to blow up a fucking shark. Yeah, I get to get eaten by that shark. Oh. You equivalently you die a blow hero's me up. death. Eh. I he avenge kind of you. Like a bitch in this I movie. know. I avenge you, Quint. Yeah, you go out exactly no, how kicking, Quint should go out. You were fucking kicking his head and shit like that. Yeah. The only reason Come that on. you died was because he held the his best, mouth open. The best the part time. of that that scene was when Quint is getting eaten and he stabs Josh yeah. in the face He's with like that. Yeah, stabbing him machete. with that piece of wood. <laughs> no, it's a machete. Oh, it's a machete yeah. he grabs earlier to that like chop yeah. the radio up with. Yeah, no, he hits the radio with a baseball bat. Yeah. He grabs oh, a machete. Shit. Man, to, he's well armed on that boat. <laughs> he tries to cut the rope with yeah, the machete, but then the buckles yeah. get uh, yeah, turn yeah. buckles get ripped off. Um, I know way too much. I just watched finished watching it yesterday. You're so. you're no, that's perfect because like you're on point with your facts there. Yeah, yeah. let me correct you, sir. But no, um, Quint is like the opposite of you've seen Tombstone. Yeah, I love that scene at the end where Val Kilmer, Doc Holliday, is dying in the hospital, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I never thought I'd die with my boots off." Like, he thought he was a gunfighter. He thought he'd be killed in action. Yeah. Like, Quint, it'd be like, if Quint died in the hospital, he'd be like, oh, this is fucking boring. Like, the, yeah. the, he was a seaman. Yeah. He deserved that, to die at sea. That, he was in, in Nam, dude. The USS yeah. in Indianapolis. Yeah, that went yeah. down. Yeah. True story, by the way. BT Dubs. <sighs> dude. Quint's a real Wait, man. no, he wasn't in Nam. He was in... Uh, well, 
was World it World World War Two? No, it was World War Two because it was he was talking about the um, Hiroshima bomb. Yeah. yeah. All right. I I was I just watched uh, the movie Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, you for <laughs> and, the first time? Yeah. Oh, such a good movie. And and so um, have you seen it, James? No. Detective oh. Elliot Stabler is in it, and he's from Nam. And yeah. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's not from Nam. Did but you watch it because you're gonna start watching the TV show on no, Netflix? No. I watch. I I asked Ian which one I should watch first. He said you should watch the movie first. Yeah. And so I watched yeah, the movie because yeah. the TV yeah. show takes place before the movie. Yeah, but, but it came out after. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in any case, um, I love I loved Quint though because he's a bit archetypal. You know, typal, typal. Yeah, he's an archetype. Yes, thank you. Um, a trope, stereotype, common trope. Yeah, um, words in like the, he's like the you know like the season uh, seaman. Yeah, seasoned veteran, uh, but the working but man, the Irish. working class hero. Yeah, and but he's he's Irish. And I mean, in, even like well, I think Brody might be more the working class hero. Well, no, because well, I mean, he's more. Have, I think he's the seasoned veteran, know. like the grizzled no, veteran. Think, the uh, what do they what do they call it? The mentor. Because you have Hooper being like, I don't need this like working class hero bullshit, you know, and like he's just like well, I think when, they're both working class, but I think that. Quint is more. He's more gruff. He does everything on his own terms. He's yeah. he's already there. He's already done. Yeah, and he's older, and he's he, yeah. he's like the mentor figure. Like if you guys know the hero's journey, if you've ever heard of that, it's like yeah, the like the hero's journey is one of out of only six tales you can tell, or some English shit like that. What? Uh, but it's about like the hero must go through this journey in every story, and there's like t- stereotypical figures. There's like the mentor. I think Lord of the Rings is the best where like Gandalf is the mentor. Frodo is like the hero going through his journey. And then he always has a sidekick, which is like Samwise Gamgee. In this, in this situation, Quint would kind of fill in as the mentor, the Gandalf, because he knows about sharks and boating and how to capture them and all that junk. And then you have Brody being the hero, the reluctant hero. And then you have the sidekick being Hoopa. And Hooper's got like the whole like oh he he's so always. I'd, I'd say your everyman of, is is Brody. Yeah, and your former everyman now seasoned veteran. Yeah, would be Quint. Okay, are you watching this? Quint movie? is quintessential. <clears throat> quintessential I Quint. I always thought that Hooper died in this movie, and I forgot about it until I rewatched it. And I, that's dude, just, that's he an he, epic shot. He at just the end. cowered <laughs> bet- behind some coral. Yeah. So <laughs> what I thought was going to happen With was that when when techniques. he gets out, he goes down and like hides. And I thought he was going to like grab like the harpoon that yeah. had like the sodium chloride in or, it or whatever. It was just a bottle that said poison. It, yeah. He, he, he got the poison, <laughs> the poison stick. Mm-hmm. I thought he would get the poison stick and like sneak up on the shark and like jam it. But I, I think, like I mentioned, this is like the first time I'm like really watched it, so I didn't know what to expect. And um, but no, dude, the idea of sneaking up on a shark is very humorous to me. By the way, <laughs> well, I figured it'd be like a oh, boat, boat, <laughs> and then he'd be like, I'm gonna "Stab you in the ass, shark." Gotcha. Um, dude, but like when he's in that cage, and he gets like just like it starts, you know, bumping the cage. I'm like, oh crap, okay, cool. And then it starts bending it. I'm like, oh okay. And then it keeps and it just tears that cage apart. Which, yeah, which is what I would suspect. A <sighs> shark would do. I'm just but like I guess you know, they're not that, that aggressive. You know but. that scene where after Hooper swims out of the cage and you see Jaws like thrashing in the yeah, that scene, in, in, like in the, in the cage. A, like in the cage yeah. wires and stuff like that. That's actually footage that they took in Australia <sighs> when they were. That's part of the the footage. That's a real shark. Yeah, they were they were testing. They're putting so the 
so I, was, I watched this today. It was part of the documentary. Um, they were using a midget in a cage to give scale to the make the shark look bigger. Oh, and the midget little person uh, was reluctant to get in the cage, and they had the cage in the water already. Yeah, and right before he was about to get in the cage, the shark showed up and got caught in the wires. Oh, okay. And like was thrashing, and that's thrashing. what that footage is. And it actually destroyed the cage. And if the guy was in the cage, it would he would have died because. The cage got disconnected and the shark went like to the bottom Ooh. and was trying to get out of it. Yeah. And he would have drowned because the 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 midget guy, because his tank would have been smaller, yeah. would have only had eight minutes of air to live. Oh man! Yeah. Because- <laughs> Wait, because he's little. Because, but like yeah. r- realistically, then to scale, if it was a larger person, you'd have a larger tank, but you'd right. use more of the thing, so it should be about eight minutes of air as Beca- well. No, because little people have. Use the same amount of air as a normal sized person, but really, have like a their lungs are the that's same what they size? said in the yeah. thing. Yeah, th- but they were saying to make it look accurate, they would have had to use a smaller tank, which would have oh. only held enough air for eight minutes. I thought it was like they had Wait, smaller lungs. Did or something. the little person then get into a second cage? No, he was. No. He said he was done. He oh, yeah, that was good. You? Okay, yeah, yeah. no, Dude, no I would look, not. I would was, be surprised. I'm not gonna lie, that was terrifying because I know someone that's gone. Like shark cage diving, yeah, you did too, Jason. And I was like, and I was uh, like, oh, he, you're he deserves you're die. an idiot. Like you're He's, an idiot. You shouldn't do that. Or whatever. And like it was kind of like in joking. Like I'm like, okay, it's a cage. Like people do it all the time. And it must I would be do it with other sharks besides a great white. But like he he went cage diving with a great white. I would do of, it off of South Africa. I would do it if I were seventy years old. Like about to die anyways. Yeah, because that's a good way to go out. Because like, I want to uh, go out in a Ferrari off a cliff. Uh, eaten by a shark, you know, all these crazy things. That's how I want to go. So <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> but I remember when I was rewatching uh, the movie, I was like, that scene, I was like, that doesn't look like an animatronic shark, like no, thrashing. I'm like, that's shark, a real dude. shark. But that was gnarly because it's just, it shows the raw power of it. And speaking of like the raw power, in the very beginning, when, when, um, Brody's looking through the books, you see all like the people with the injuries. And like, yeah. we've seen like, you know, the scars and people who had lost limbs and stuff like that. But then in that book, it's just like you see like people before it's scarred up, before they got surgery done, where like there's like raw flesh just like flapping about and stuff. And it's like, it's just, it's really real because you know he's looking at a book. It's not a prop. It's not like a thing that was made for the movie. It's a book that exists, which means those things have happened. Well, maybe it was made for the movie. I don't know. Maybe I mean, if you think about how clever it is to put a, a small person in a small cage with a normal well, size no, shark, but to those, make it seem, that's, I mean, it's really smart. It's but really those, smart production. But that that wasn't for the movie Jaws. That was that couple when they were making no, like their. That was they they got the the small person in the cage and everything like that for the movie, but they never ended up using it uh-huh. because it just didn't work out. Because he saw that footage. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. I got. I, I'm confused. No, I thought you gonna, said it was the couple that had all the archival shark footage. No, no, no. That they they were, got the little person. No, they were oh. gonna. They were gonna. It was. They were working together. Oh, okay. It wasn't. So okay. there, it was like on set, oh, and they were gonna have the little person get in the cage for the part of the movie, and then like a real shark showed up. Woo. <laughs> 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 No, the All Australian right. couple probably just did jump in the cage. They're like, oh, they're, okay, they're let's, fine with it. Let's yeah. go for it. Um, oh, man, that's terrifying, though. Um, 
Good. There, there was, yeah, I was. I was. I just wanted to touch. I don't know if we're going to touch on this later or not, but um, say it now. The the kind of what we talked about earlier, how um, how this movie showed a lot of like POV type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted hunting, to actually talk about that yeah. hunting. I guess you can say um, in the beginning of the movie and stuff like that, like and how you don't really see the shark until almost you know at least halfway, three if not quarters longer, of the way, yeah, yeah, into the movie. Kind of. I mean, I don't. I don't know off the top of my head if there was horror movies before this that did that, but it kind of paved the way for that kind of POV yeah. or well, like you don't see the monster until the end of the movie type here, here's, situation. Here's what what we say, because there's a lot of, a lot of people want to say first, but in, especially in Hollywood, especially in Hollywood, usually some little no name movie has done something first. Jaws did it the best. Let's say it that way. Okay. Because I'm sure somewhere there's some movie that they made entirely in POV, but, you know, it was just trash. Uh, so let's say Jaws used it the best. It was like the first well-used POV villain, right? Because yeah. it's a villain that you never see. Yeah. And so it's it's really clever. And it's kind of, it's funny because it's burned from the shark that wouldn't work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the animatronic shark. That so like work. out of practicality. Yeah. And which shows you that this movie is kind of a hybrid because it had the budget to build an animatronic shark, but it didn't have the budget to build a good animatronic yeah, shark. Like maintain right? it. Well, I don't think it's even that. I think they just didn't know that it was going to. I think they built it the best they could build it, but they didn't know that it was going to break down in the water. Right. And then they yeah. could they couldn't really get, you know, another one built. They're like, right. well, we got to use what we have. Didn't they have three? I only know. When I was the watching one. the thing, they said they had one that was to go straight on, one that turned left, and one that turned right. Oh, oh, good to know. And they all broke. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> or maybe one but, broken that I go fuck. We can't keep the, doing that. The point These was, yeah, expensive. The, the point was like they couldn't continue to go with showing the shark because none of that worked, and they couldn't just throw money at it. They had to cleverly subtract the shark shark from the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a really cool use of. One like, like kind of a heyday to exploitation movies where you'd have these really cheap monster villains that you wouldn't want to show too much because it, you just had bad special effects, and two like creative directing, right? Like like we said, Spielberg did like the the uh, head rolling out of the boat and the POV shot combined with the music makes a villain that you never see that you're scared of already. It's it's pretty pretty freaking clever. Yeah. I also think this movie is awesome because what a summertime movie right yeah i mean watch it in the summer and it's just like there's it's look they make it look like a hot day there's ice cream yeah everybody's at the beach and then of course it like ruins your summer because there's a freaking giant killer shark in the the (laughs) ocean you're like well guess i'm staying off the beach or i'll stay on the beach but i'm not gonna go in the water and yeah it it really brings me to my killer day session for this and that's what's that well it's it's Pretty freaking clever, this movie. Let's talk about... That's a phone. Yeah, that was a phone. <laughs> uh, uh, That's my cell phone, actually. Yeah. Um, Steven's calling me, telling me that the... Sh- the sh- call, call they only had four sharks, and it went... No. I call uh, him S-Dog. Oh, S-Dog, yeah. S-Berg? What's up, S-Berg? S-Berg. What are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this movie was a massive hit in 1975. Because it had this, um, it created this craze of the summer of the shark, 
right? And everybody, and it was so popular immediately that it became a very quick like pop culture icon, you know? Like they released it during the summer, everybody wanted to see it. It was a brilliant like topical like reference and uh it freaked people out right and it, it leads like uh you don't really know it about jaws but jaws really leads into the way we make and, and see movies today because pre-jaws you had you know movies that were like roadshow pictures or exploitation pictures there was this far spectrum these like really fancily high budget made movies that they wanted to make people feel limited and special and they'd only show them in certain cities and certain times and so many shows and so many screens like five screens and 10 screens and next week it'd be maybe 30 uh this real exclusive type and then they had cheap really crappy made exploitation movies usually roger corbman if you've heard that name um exploitation movies that were like let's just make a bunch of movies very cheaply that will make money in three days right and Jaws was kind of in the middle because they were like, well, we want this movie to be out for a long time. We want to create this summertime feeling. And we also want to release it to everybody. So everybody gets this the same pop culture reference at the same time. And they did this brilliantly with the marketing in the movie. Up to this point, movies had not effectively utilized television ads. So this is, I mean, for any marketing major, majors out there, maybe you've studied it, but this was a huge shift in the way you learn or you um, see movie trailers. Yeah. Because Universal went and did something that nobody had done and they bought national primetime ads, mm. uh, like the, the week leading up to the film's release, where every single major television network, which we don't have 150 television networks like we do today, they had, you know, 10 six. or whatever. Yeah, six. <laughs> NBC, ABC, whatever. All of them, no matter where you were in the country, all aired Jaws trailers at the same time. Yeah. And this is this huge, really expensive. They spent like a million dollars, which in today's budget would be like $200 million on all these commercials in a week. And they took a huge risk, but they wanted it to get out there quickly and yeah. create this, this pop culture summer feel because they knew they had a hit in the test screening. Like we said before, where they got big scares and people like they tested it in Dallas and it went well, they added in the shark scene. Then they test it in long beach actually. Mm -hmm. And people were like throwing popcorn up in the air cause they were so scared. <sighs> so they knew they had a hit. Yeah. And so they're like, let's get the marketing out there. Let's try this new tactic. Let's release it in the summer and let's make a big summertime thing. We want it to go for all three summer months. They coincided yeah. with the release of school yeah. for kids, right? They're like, let's go after the teens with a massive wide release. Let's go after, you know, like a well-made movie still. Um, and let's give them some spectacle with the shark, right? Because spectacle is entertaining. And uh, they put on this huge marketing campaign before the movie comes out in this national primetime television spot. And before this, television's the enemy, right? Television and movies are competitors. They compete, yeah, they don't... And movies like, yeah, we're going to actually use you now. And they do this huge national ad campaign, and it's a hit. This movie, Jaws, made more money in two weeks than The Godfather, which was the highest-grossing film up to that point, which was released in three years previous, I think. Yeah. was the highest-grossing film of all time in the four months or six months that it was in theaters and jaws made more than it in two weeks Shit, it, i mean this was an epidemic of 1975 yeah i think it also helped out because i was supposedly like a really hot summer or something that year but 
I mean, what a, and it changed it. And ever since then, they made so much money, Universal did, that they started creating the summer blockbuster. What we know, it redefined the term blockbuster. Before blockbuster was a movie that came out and it was so it got so much critical acclaim yeah. that people would go see it and theaters would be packed. It was like yeah. a, it was like a reactive term, right? Yeah. Oh, we didn't expect this. This was like a blockbuster. Like we literally yeah. didn't have enough tickets. We busted the block here. Yeah, yeah. And then the Jaws changes it so that studios started ma- like trying to create a formula to create a blockbuster before it ever yeah. came out. They would tell you it was going to be a blockbuster. Yeah, they'd tell you this is like the one that you need to see and people would buy into the hype. And I don't mean mm-hmm. that like in a bad way, like, oh, people buy, you know, but like like with Jaws, I mean, like it's just. It is. It's pop culture it hype. Yeah. It's get it out there. And then Star Wars, did they did it with toys, right? Mm. They flooded the market with toys like yeah. three weeks before the movie came out and kids were like, what are these toys? Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the movie came out and they made trillions of dollars on toys. Yeah. But Jaws was so successful that studios could bank their entire year's like financial like uh, reporting on one movie because Jaws made them made Universal more money than they lost all year wow. making other movies. It changed the face of the way movies were released. That's every every movie too. nowadays is released like that, and even yeah. more so because Jaws released on six hundred screens, which was a six hundred screens, yeah. 600 screens, which would be 600 theaters at this yeah. time because it was right around the advent of the multiplex. Yeah. Whereas now, movies are released on 3,500 screens, yeah. not theaters, yeah. but even screens. So imagine how many theaters that actually is. Yeah. Like it, it just paved the way for one, advertising's rise to power in yeah. cinema, which is increasingly so today. Like, ad executives are now taking over movie studios and movie studios were always run by people who cared about story and script development and most of the time were Jewish. Uh, Now it's run by whoever's a high ad executive that can sell a a movie. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if it's any good. And I mean, let's change the landscape. We have... You have the trailers, right, and all that stuff, and and then you would eventually have more than one trailer, like, you know, oh, here's trailer number one, trailer number two, or whatever. And... Now we have like the big thing is teasers, and like you, you see it every year at Comic Con too. You know they'll they'll have some teaser that comes out for a movie that's going to be released in two years, three years, and then you have the trailer for it. Like I remember, I'm not gonna lie, dude. When I saw the teaser for Godzilla, like the latest Godzilla. Oh, the one that like last year. The, yeah, the Brian Cranston one. What even though Brian Cranston's in it for like 15 minutes, <laughs> um, like holy shit, dude. Being in that theater or in the, in that room when that happened and just seeing it and like feeling that like trailer or that teaser, like oh man, it got me so pu- like pumped. I couldn't like stop trying to find it like elsewhere to look at it again and again and again. And it's this whole like it's this whole culture of teasers and like let's let's watch this teaser, let's watch this, and you watch them over and over again in the trailers and you show your friends. We were doing it before. Right before, before we started this. recording. Yeah. You know, um, and it's even to the point where it's like, oh, have I showed you this? Oh, yeah, you have. Let's watch it again anyway. Because the, te- the teasers and the trailers themselves are almost a thing. And as of now, we have something that we never had before. We have a teaser and then we have a trailer for a trailer because of Deadpool. There's the trailer trailers, the trailer for oh, the trailer. No. Now, here's here's the thing. The, the trailer for the trailer, it's it's funny because if you're familiar with Deadpool, it's totally in the vein of Deadpool. It's like, okay, he's self-referencing and like whatever. He's talking about the trailer that's going to come out. 
but it's not quite a teaser. He's just like building up that trailer. Ian brought up a good point. He says, oh, that's hilarious. But he's like, I'm kind of worried, though. I'm like, why are you worried? He's like, I feel like a lot of like people in Hollywood and people in general aren't going to understand the joke and think this is kind of like the new hot format for marketing your movies and that we're, we might start seeing trailers for trailers where it's talking about the actual trailer that's going to come out. Advertising will do whatever. It's a point where advertising will do whatever to, to you know, have the financial payoff. Yeah, absolutely. It's scary times for Hollywood. But also kind of cool. I mean, it doesn't always lead to bad things. Look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. right? Earl, it's really yeah. done through marketing, but marketing brought together so many rights and law you know legal what, shit. That's fantastic about all this, though, is um, the advent of viral marketing, where it's not just, okay, you put the trailer out there here and there, but like where um, the first time, I re- and I'm sure it existed before, and I was probably living under a rock, but the viral marketing behind X-Men Days of Future Past. Did you guys see that stuff? No. Where it was a, the website and all that stuff. It was a website for the Trask Corporation, who's in the. It, it'd be like if you. Oh, oh, uh, Resident Evil did this. The video, did they? G- the video game. Really? Yeah, they had a countdown till. Uh, uh, not Raccoon City. What was the corporation? Umbrella Corporation. Umbrella. Uh huh. And they had this whole website for the video game that came out in like 2006 or something. All right, never mind. But Resident Evil did it with a video game that was pretty cool. I remember being stoked at the time. It was just like they did. They basically took a part of the movie and made it like it's like a real life thing. It'd be like if you were like leading up to the initial release of Jurassic Park. And let's say that was happening now where there's like the Internet. And like months before, it's like, have you been to InGen.com? And then it's like basically... A, a faux website the for actual, what InGen yeah. would be or like what the Trask Corporation is, a Trask company. The one uh, that I saw was the one with the conspiracy about the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, the, with, the bending bullet. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I saw. And but that's the thing. They did multiple angles yeah. from it. You know, they have like, the, they release some theories about the curved bullet, you know, and stuff like JK, that. And it was actually like, Magneto con- controlling the bullet. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a reference to that Angelina Jolie movie. No. Wanted? No. no. You can curve bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Just spin the gun. Yeah. Um, and they did it with um oh god, what else would they have, have you seen the uh they did it with everything. Is it Mythbusters or Sports Science? Someone did that and you'd have to move your arm at a race that's like or at a pace that's faster than the speed of light to actually have that happen. <laughs> to actually curve a bullet. Oh, that's great. By the way, we know nothing that travels faster than the speed of light. Yeah. Um Oh, I want to touch on uh yeah. I ad campaigns yeah but exactly on that not only like or in that vein how yeah. about kick like films being started on kickstarter now yeah what a brilliant way like viral campaign right yeah it's kickstarter like get, get more people involved get them to tell people give them rewards for it like yeah. brilliant viral marketing dude i have you ever have you ever backed a kickstarter yeah i just backed the bill nye the science guy film you guys should go back it i did not it's know 70 percent funded it's going to be a documentary about his life all right cool what what about you? Have you backed a Kickstarter? No, no. I'm getting Bill Nye ringtones, guys. Come on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I've um, literally never been to a Kickstarter website. Sorry. Well, I mean, no, not even to watch the Kickstarter there. videos or anything like that. Nah. Like for stuff. Nope. I oh. backed um, a Kickstarter for um, a. It's a weird. 
like scenario. It's already funded and stuff, and I'll get the book like oh. within the next month. But it, it was for a book. Well, I did back it for Babadook. Well, um, no, yeah. that wasn't a Kickstarter. It was just a pre-order. Oh. Have you but, gotten that book, by the way? No, it got pushed back to like winter. Ah, yeah, stupid. But um, I backed they this book by this He's artist. He's a comic book artist, and he had this like idea for this original book that was like he drew in like a little day, a pocket calendar, like for every day of the year, like each page was a different drawing. And like halfway through, he kind of decided or figured based on the way they looked or, or he just kind of started to like, you start drawing them at first. It's like, Oh, I got to draw every day. And then he kind of came up with this backstory that all of these drawings were snapshots in the lives of people who lived or who lived on Jupiter and it takes place in the past. And it's like this book is like the past history of Jupiter. And then he started writing like each like little like page. He wrote like the story that goes behind that page. So it's like a single like you one stage pour. Funded this? Yeah. For like mass production or? Yeah. So okay. it's like it's this big like hardbound book with like a hundred uh, different stories. Oh, that's cool. They're all like one page and it has that and it's great. But yeah, you're right, dude. Kickstarter. And like um, what was his name? Um, the dude who makes all those shitty. Zach Braff. <laughs> He's made two movies off Kickstarter. Really? Yeah. Scrubs. Yeah. The Scrubs man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Garden State guy. Yeah. Yeah. There's this one dude, he makes all the shitty, like, uh... The Kickstarter, you know... Video you know, game movies. You know Yeti uh, coolers? That was really, like, heavy-duty, fancy hipster coolers by no. Yeti? Oh, they're, like, $300. They're really nice. No. They were funded by Kickstarter? You could have got one for 40 bucks. Wow. Hmm. So there's but some deals. Who, who, I, Ian's yelling at the, at the speakers right now. Uh, who, um... Makes those shitty video game movies. Oh, like he made he did, uh, like, Alone Blood in the Dark and Alone in the Dark and uh, like I know the guy you're talking about. Like I think he's got man. he's got a uh, middle he's got a middle initial. He's he's got he's I like, confuse him with David like, O. Russell, but David O. Russell's actually a good director. Eastern European name. It's like really short. Oh, M G Mac G. No, 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 Mac G. That's no. what I'm thinking of. Um, this is someone else, but he apparently like he wanted to make some movies. Like he what did movies like Blood Rain. Was that's one of movie? them? Yeah. That's a video game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, it's, where a am bad, I? it's a badass video game that is a straight ripoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Here, look, look, look it up. But this dude, he um, <laughs> apparently like he wanted to make some other movie or whatever, and he's like, oh, I don't know about funding or whatever. And he, uh, someone told him like, maybe you should put it on Kickstarter. You know, like you should do it. So he put it on Kickstarter, and it failed. It didn't get funded. And then he put it on Kickstarter again. It didn't get funded. And oh then, yeah. Ooh, bowl. Ooh, bowl. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. What movies has he done? Yeah, you know him. Let me, let me, let me pull up his list of works here. Oh, jeez. Uh, a ton of German movies. Yeah. Like a ton. Uh, he did House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark. Yeah, it was Alone. Okay. In the Dark. Blood Rain. Uh, in the Name of the King was Jason Statham. Oh, <laughs> that one. Which <laughs> yeah. I heard actually was a kind of an entertaining movie, but Blood Rain Two, Alone in the Dark Two. Far Cry, which is based off a video game. Yeah. Rampage, which is based off Rampage World Tour. Um, What's that? The, you know, the monster fighting the monster game. Fighting oh, game? Yeah. he made a movie about that? Yes. Yeah. In the Name of the King 2. Oh. He's done sequels to every one of his films. Yeah. Uh, Zombie Massacre? Is that a... In no. the Name of What's, the King 3. What's Alone oh, wow. in the Dark? Is that a video game? Yeah, it's a uh, video game where it's like a horror game like Silent Hill. Oh, okay. But you, instead of weapons fighting your enemy, you take photographs of them. 
It's actually kind of creepy, but yeah. it sucks because as you're a game, Japanese girl with a camera. As a game, it works, you know, <laughs> but like for a movie, you're watching a person take pictures of. But and the movie starred Christian Slater out of his prime. <laughs> post gleaming the cube. Post gleaming the cube. Post Heathers. <laughs> yeah, ten, 10 years post Heathers. Um, no, but he, uh, so he failed on, on Kickstarter a couple times and then he released this video where he's like, fuck you, fuck everybody who didn't back my thing. And like everyone says they like my movies, but no one backed me and fuck all of you. I'm done. And Kickstarter is a piece of shit. He just like went off on Kickstarter and all the people that back on Kickstarter saying everyone's idiots and whatever. And he's like, you know, you guys don't know a good, you know, thing when you see it. I have, you know, multi-million dollars and I've made these movies and I'm rich and this and this that. He's going on talking about, I've made so many movies and I'm so rich. And then he's like, and I didn't want to uh, just make this project to make money. I, I really believed in this in this uh, project and it was very important to me and, and you guys didn't fund it and this and this and that, so fuck all of you. And I'm like sitting there being like, so if you have all this extra money and you <laughs> really believed in the project, wouldn't you fund it, bro? Why didn't you fund it? But yeah, so that's how to not run a Kickstarter campaign. Uh, you know, because he's done on Kickstarter. He's never going to make money off of that, you know, I would say. Good, he shouldn't. He's terrible. But you're right, dude. The way that you can use, like, all this, like, new stuff to, like, you know, make these movies fantastic, dude. You know, you just get behind it. It changed the strategy. It. And now movies make 90% of their money in the first four days. Yeah, dude. And like you said, you, you interact. It's more of a personal thing because you're... Um, your your viewers, the people who backed you and your supporters, get something. And and dude, as simple as oh cool, oh, you Kickstarter, yeah, yeah, you, you donate, you know, a couple bucks and you get a, a thing in the special thanks. Your name is there. Yeah, that like costs like no extra money, really. Mm-hmm. You know, or like you know, oh, you get an advanced copy of the movie when it comes out yeah. on Blu-ray. Yep. You know, something like that, or you get a free ticket to the movie. By the way, guys, we are not sponsored by Kickstarter. We are not, but maybe we should be. Dude. Yeah, we should. Kickstarter, if you're listening, throw us some money. Yep. Kickstart our podcast. Speaking of Kickstarter and just funding, I'm just going to throw this out there. A shameless plug. Uh, Our buddy, uh, Evan, you may have heard him on another show, The Worm. Okay. He he was on... uh, Stuff oh, and yeah. things. Yeah, not me, guys. Yeah, not not him. The the worm. He uh, worm he's, dog. He, worm dog. Uh, Esquire. De- the third. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Yeah. He he. Uh, he was called the worm. Yeah, oh yeah. He's running an Indiegogo campaign for his band. Uh, Hooray for our side to uh, get their first full length uh, album recorded. They have their EP, but you can check them out. Um, look up Hooray for our side, uh, or just look for them on Twitter. It's, tell tell yeah. him to go ask Bull for money. There you, you go. If you like horns and midget punching then this stuff is for you exactly there you go he's doing us so we're hitting him back here um in any case something we haven't talked about in the movie the blood there's Wait, so much blood in this let's, movie let's go talk ahead. About, so yeah. pre-jaws pre-jaws yes imagine a, a world where movie, in a world in a world in before a world. jaws before Jaws. In world. Before in Jaws. World. Before Jaws. Okay, we're all doing it now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but put yourself in the situation where movies, good movies, think about like Godfather yeah. and, and uh, you know, The Graduate and... Casablanca. Uh, Casablanca, yeah. That, I mean, that was 30, 30 years earlier. But oh, even you mean like, like within the... Within that, like right before, like okay. uh, uh, James Bond, like Goldfinger, Sound yeah. of Music, like big Goldfinger. movies. Goldfinger. Think about the fact that like, you, di- you didn't see advertisements for these. 
That's weird to think about. Like you might have seen it, maybe you'd see a lot in the paper. You'd see reviews. Yeah. Often you'd see pe- like maybe articles on people going to see it. You'd hear from your friends or your coworkers, but like you, you would it wouldn't be on TV. Yeah. It usually wasn't on the radio. Like, uh, even when you went to the theaters, there weren't trailers beforehand. Yeah. Like you had to hear from like word of mouth or like newspaper. So it was kind of like a hole in the wall Mexican spot. It's yeah, exactly. Where it's, it's like people had to tell you, dude, I had this burrito. Absolutely. Oh, this dank ass burrito, bro. That, that was the strategy other than, you know, the, I mean, the converse make, of that was, Hey, it's, you know, teens look, we've yeah. got some sort of fodder you can go make out. at. So you had to make a movie that was worthy enough to cause like you to talk about it afterwards to advertise that, it for That them. was the main strategy in Hollywood. Of course, you had the exploitation flicks that were the opposite. They wanted to make uh, money very quickly because they knew their their movies would be trashed in like critic reviews and stuff. So they tried to make money very quickly by like making them for teens and have like titles like The Blob or Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. You yeah. know, people that go see it once and then they'd be like, ah, this is no good. Um, but it's just weird to me to think like you wouldn't see television advertisements or radio yeah, advertisements it's or all, it's bus all stop advertisements now. it's all you're watching Pre-jaws. youtube and like you have like all these like trailers coming up and like it's it, it changed the, w- the way the world works in terms of movies it's crazy it's my dissection of jaws just think of that next time you watch it you're like fuck this movie don't fuck this movie but fuck comma this movie, period. <laughs> this movie went on to make like $500 million yeah. in, the, in the 70s, which I, is now like $2 billion. I think this movie also has a lot to credit to the fame of the book, too. Like, while they were making this movie, the book was the number one bestseller yeah. book, like, everywhere. Not gonna lie, I didn't know it was good. a book before. Yeah. It was a book, like, not an old book, though. It had come out like a year before or something. Mm. Like a couple years, yeah, but like like was, within like two or three. It years, was pretty yeah. pretty recent, and but, Hollywood <clears throat> did make a lot of movies based off books. In fact, especially early early like once the talkies came came about in the thirties and forties, they were constantly looking for, to buy rights to books. Yeah, like this one was weird because like as soon as it was written, like Hollywood executives were like talking to. On top What's of it, his name? Benchley. Benchley. Yeah, they were talking to him about it. Like, and he wrote the movie, and he was like. He did, but I was watching this documentary with Steven Spielberg, and he was saying that he wrote the he wrote the screenplay, but there's a ton in the book that isn't in the movie. Yeah, like there's a whole always is there's a romance between Hooper and Brody's wife. Ooh, like they hook up, I guess, and like stuff like that. There's a little bit of a bunch of there's a bunch of backstory and stuff like that. And and Spielberg was like, we don't need any of this. We just wanted to make it a summer action movie. Like we don't want. Backstory, we just wanted to be like A to Z. This is what happens. And uh, so Benchley condensed the screenplay for him. And then Spielberg actually, I guess, wrote his own version of the screenplay. Oh, look at it. And look then at Steve. got somebody else to come in and add even more stuff to it. It was weird. It was like, so I don't know. A couple know. rewrites. A couple yeah. rewrites. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but while they were filming the movie, the book was like huge. Like, Everywhere, huge, and so I think that like it would it had already had a name for itself when the movie finally came out, and on top of all the advertisements and stuff like that, it just made it even huger. So I think it had a lot going into like the opening weekend of it. Yeah, that by design helped it. Yeah, by know? design. Yeah, 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 yeah. dude. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what, good... what do you think of the ending shot? By the way, 
where they're Ho- just swimming. Hooper and Brody like just paddling off into the sunset. Is it kind of romantic? Is it like a cowboy western? You know where you ride off. They're just riding off. To I don't know what to sunset. think because every time I watch it, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, that's cute," and then sometimes I like feel like really bullshit. I'm like, "Awesome, awesome ending, boys." Yeah. Like depends on what part I kind of start watching it at if it's yeah. all the way through. But I, I really like that last scene. I think it's pretty, pretty cleverly filmed. The mise en scène, as we learned, yeah, back in the Shining episode, the way Damn, they framed episode it, one is uh, is is pretty cool. That last shot. Actually, yeah. through the whole movie is is pretty clever. Oh yeah, it's it's you get a classic Spielberg wonder in there too when he's when he gets on the little ferry and like the mayor's talking to him and all like the city people and uh, where Brody's talking to him and the camera just like sticks on him and you have like the background changing even though they're just standing there like talking and stuff. It's pretty interesting. You yeah. know, you have uh, that fo- that whole o- opening scene too was amazing. Yeah, where they they like keep the the camera above the water so you don't know what's under the water yeah. and you just see the girl's head. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, clever, so clever, it, so like, creepy. Like you mentioned, you know, it kind of like makes you feel alone. It, it's it's in the it's in the summer when like the teens are out and stuff like that, and like you have it start at a campfire and like. You know, you see the booze, you see the the cigarettes, the drugs, you see the music, like they're playing music and like you see the dude like flirting with the girl and stuff like that. And they go off. It's like the whole like, hey, just like you guys do. Right. Yeah. This is just any summer. And then it's like, ha, you're going to fucking die if you go swimming at night in the ocean by yourself because shark. Rough, rough night for that guy. He could have he could have scored. He passed passed out. out. He didn't care. Yeah, but he lived. And and then the chick he was going to score with. Died. died. He's like, I think she must have drowned or Again, something. Again, he lived though. He did live. Well, you know, maybe so he would have saved his life. Maybe he would have, you know, banged her in the ocean. They would have got out and died. Sweet life-giving booze. Yeah, probably not though. You're right. He, yeah. he did live. Yeah, dude. I, I that just goes. This just goes to show you, booze, the lifesaver. It's true. I really, I really love it. There's a lot of blood <laughs> when she when um. That kid gets tore up. That's the best one. Yeah. The blood like sprays out of the water. Yeah. Dude, and like fucking, okay, that scene got to me because the setup behind it, you have like. That whole the, scene is so freaking intense. Just that setup. You have the, the, the dude playing with the dog and you're like, oh shit, the dog's going to get it. And then you have that fat lady waddling over, right? And you're like, oh no. Fatty's gonna get it. Well, just there's so many people in the water, you don't know who. Mm-hmm. Well, but but they focus on those three: the kid, the lady, and the dog. And then they kind of give you the hint of like the dog, where he's like, he's like, "Oh, where are you, buddy?" And like you see the like the driftwood floating there, where like the dog was playing fetch. And then you're like, they focus a lot on that lady, and you're like, "Okay, she's gonna get it." But no, they go for the fucking kid. I would have even thought it was it would have been just as effective if nobody died. Yeah, because it's just, just built that, that tension. The put time. you on edge. Yeah. And then that's and then, when you like, get you that classic Brody. that dolly zoom, yeah. You know where it's yeah. just like um, the, the vertigo shot. Yep. Alfred Hitchcock is great, dude. Yeah. It was just that shot. You're right, dolly out, zoom in. Ugh, it was it was it was great. But yeah, it just built it up. You, and then you have like, the severed body parts and stuff. It's just like you get the gore in there, peppered throughout. You know, which is pretty awesome. You get the blood there, and and it's um, it's which great. is good because when you think of Jaws, you don't think of a bloody gory movie. You don't. You're it's like, oh, all yeah, about the suspense and the buildup. Yeah. You know is what it is. Um, you know what? His kid, not not his kid, Michael. His kid, Jay, the the little the, the little kid, the smaller one, the babe. That kid sucked. 
He looked like a gremlin. <laughs> he did. The whole time. He just yeah. looked like a fucking gremlin. Have you seen him growing up? Baby. No. He still looks like a gremlin. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the documentary I watched. Oh, he, no. He looks exactly the same, but just and as an adult, he looks... And he's starring in Gremlins. <laughs> he's weird. His ears stick out. He's uh, like a mongoloid. Can we I talk got, about... What? I gotta, I gotta see this kid. I saw I see him. His name is Jay Mello. Oh, that's his real name. I thought. Okay, Jay I didn't Mello. know what his name was in the. Mar- Maro Mello. I don't know. Mello. Car- Carmelo. The I'm other kid, sure Mello, the older yeah. son, yeah. he died in real life. He, he died in a shark life. accident. Uh, close heart attack. Right. <laughs> From seeing a shark. Heart attack when he was like, I don't know, in his twenties. Holy shit! Yeah. Scared of sharks. Damn, dude, yeah. that's fucking crazy. I wanted to kill those kids that had the fake shark fin. Yeah, dude. I would have murdered them if I were in. If <laughs> I were in they're that pointing movie. the guns at them too. Yeah. I would have just been like, "Oops!" Well, yeah. you're done. Thought it was a shark. Sorry, I Although, thought it was a shark. I had every reason to believe it to, was. To be honest, if I were like 12 at that time, I thought that'd be pretty funny. Too. Yeah, I hated yeah. the the like the lady that her son got killed. Yeah, like where F she slaps, that chick for slapping him. Yeah, like, it's not his fault. Yeah, she doesn't know. Yeah, she doesn't know. Still, to, to, to he's, her, kinda, he's in charge of safety yeah. of the town. To her, if she, I was him, uh, I would have been like, "Slap that guy too." Yeah, yeah. I mean, the mayor did. That's deserve. fine. You know what? Fine. I didn't. I didn't warn you. He prevented me from warning you. So go give him a swift yeah. kick between the legs. After know? all, I'm even that was main friendship. No, I'm That's what he. I hate that guy. Somebody yells barracuda. Man. People go what? What? <laughs> People yell shark. Then you got a frenzy on the Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we saw we saw some titties. Titty count. Yeah, uh, opening s- opening. Yeah, scene? opening scene. Yeah. We a little Stop silhouetted, yeah. a little silhouetted, but you could it. you could see them flopping good. around. And and when she's in the water, underwater shot, totally see some nips. Really? Yeah, I would have been okay seeing Lost. Brody's Brody's wife's. Almost oh, in that she, one scene she, where they were waking up. She's a hottie. That one, <sighs> that one piece has never looked yeah. so good. When she comes up, behind, oh yeah, and you said her nibbles are hard. Yeah. Her nibbles, her nibbles. That one part <laughs> where she comes up behind him and she goes, "You want to get buzzed and make, fool yeah, around a little bit? You want to get like, drunk and fool around?" Yes. <laughs> that was on my Man's list dream. for killer lines for for killer. Yeah, killer lines. Natalie, shout out to Natalie if you hear that. There you, you go. Know what to do? Yeah. Put, put your one piece on, babe. Put your one piece on. <laughs> Give me some um, whiskey and offer to fool around me. Cool. Well, that's that's Jaws, dude. I mean, Jaws, classic. I, I would say, yeah, when I started watching it, I'd never really consider it a horror movie. But having watched it, I was like, dude, there, there is. You have a lot of that buildup, that suspense, the mystery. And when you do see the stuff happening, when you do see the shark attacks, when you do see the shark thrashing around and stuff, like it's kind of terrifying. It's not just like, oh, awesome, or oh, epic. It's It's like... Holy crap. Like, screw that thing. Yeah. I will say, I mean, for a movie that doesn't get necessarily classified as a horror movie all the time, um, if you haven't watched it in a long time, watch it again and just kind of pay attention. And It is a classic monster movie. It's so good. Like, it's it's a good movie in, in and of itself, but it's also scary and yeah. it's terrifying and it's... And it's <clears throat> Well done. Yeah. And it's, I mean, for Steven Spielberg's second movie that he's ever done. Yeah. Well, third. Was it third? He did that dual movie that was a made for TV. Yeah, I know that one. And then he did the the one, um, the Sh- Sugar something gang or Sugar. Oh, Sugarland or Sugar. Yeah, some or? like Goldie Hawn was in it. I don't know. Oh. 
that was like his first major motion picture. Okay. And then this was like his second one. So like for that like young of a director, like it's so good. Yep. Yeah. You can know, tell. Like, in, I haven't seen the Goldie Hawn one, but you can tell when you watch Duel, which is pretty boring, but he turns a lot of boring scenes into interesting scenes. Yeah. And yeah. he just nails it with Jaws. I think that this <clears throat> kind of qualifies for like what we kind of set out to do with this podcast. Like it did win awards. It won tons of or tons of awards or. I know, like the uh, year it came out, it didn't win Best Picture. Yeah, I think it won no, score. It, it right? won Best Picture. It didn't win Best Director. Uh, Spielberg didn't even get nominated, did right? He? I don't no, know he, he did. He did. Okay, but he lost to something, but and he was like super pissed about it. Yeah, and he didn't understand why he lost. I, I then they did, won Best Picture. Yeah, I do remember seeing footage of him like screaming at the TV yeah. or something like that. With his like lackeys in the background, like he wasn't even invited. No, he was like <laughs> at home in like a red leather chair. Yeah, um, I think it won Best Score too. Um, John which, Williams, which makes sense, and it it is the return to the score because actually movies for like the six or seven years previous to this we had all switched over to the the soundtrack, which was really popular in the sixties. Hmm. So you hadn't had that classic Hollywood score in a in a couple years too. So I think it did get nominated for that. Johnny Willie. Yeah, we well we already know your feelings on the movie, James. I I would say this is great because it it felt like you're watching a slasher where the killer is a shark. Yep. Is what it was. I think that's the best way to describe it. Or it's it's, it's a monster movie. I mean, you could say. Yeah. I mean, you could say the Mummy, Frankenstein, Dracula, Jones. the Shark. Yeah, yeah. You you also have um. I think another really good way to put this is just it's a Steven Spielberg horror movie. You know, it feels like a Spielberg movie in a lot of times, but then it it all of a sudden it just gets really dark. I think what kind of what you just said, James, like the monster movie and you named all the monsters, like the classic monsters, but then you named a shark. Like, I think that kind of pinpoints like what makes it even more terrifying is that it's not a monster that is made up. Yeah, it's It's something true and real in real life, you know, that Mm -hmm. can actually attack you in the ocean. So it's a monster by definition, maybe, but by movie definition. But yeah, but it's also. But oh, it's like yeah. that's what makes it scarier is that it's real. It's that's not where it, maybe it connects to the slasher. In like that. Yeah. I'm not going to get attacked by Frankenstein yeah. going in the ocean or in the or woods. Are you? And, but I could be attacked by a shark in the ocean. He's yep. just swimming. So and it's so uh, effective the way they do it. That opaque, opaque yeah. water and you can't yeah. see anything below it, and yeah. you just see people above it, and you know that monster's down there. That's one of my dad's. I'll biggest... Give me Frankenstein instead. One of my dad's biggest fears is like bodies of water. Where, oh, you I can't, where you where you can't see what's under you because he's just like you never know what's there and I'm like oh, well, Newport are, Beach well I'm like I'm like what about the li- like the lake you know like whatever he's like can't see the bottom no not going in it oh I've been nibbled by some bass in the lake it sucks yeah that's terrifying oh yeah. god on your toes god damn it I'm so that's f- why I'm a 29 year old man and I will not go in the ocean further than 10 feet out into the most people get attacked within 10 feet. Cool. Never going to the beach again, guys. Did <laughs> you remember that? They talked about it. He's like, is that true? Yeah, that's true. I feel they like don't need, they you'd don't be need able to see a giant great white, though, at that point. Well, uh, you wouldn't see a great white at that point, but it would be like a tiger shark or a thresher shark. Yeah, but I would feel like, like I would die by you'd a tiger probably shark. probably lose a leg. Yeah, but that's that's better than dying. Yeah, that's true. Still Unless got, you bleed still out. Still wing. Yeah. <laughs> what if it gets Still your got wang? That wang. <laughs> what if it rips your wang? Unless off? there's a doornail. Out <laughs> Just kill me now if there's that doornail. Uh, that doornail is uh, deadly for the wang. Um, all right, cool. So w- that that's Jaws. Yes, go see it if you haven't. I want to get the vinyl pop. 
makes those little um like the little vinyl uh or whatever it is the little vinyl things like you see right there they just made a, a jaws one and you know you, you have the shark it's just it's a shark like that oh. but i'm like if i ever end up with like a desk of my own somewhere or whatever like i want to have like a shark there now i just want to like have it sitting there like on my shelf or something like that I, that'd be pretty fucking cool i had ghost face leather face and uh Jason Voorhees, yeah. like little miniatures. What are they like? Binomation, yeah, essentially, yeah. on my desk at work, and it freaked people out. I had to, I took them home. Really? Yeah. That's why I feel like I get away I, with the shark. I yeah, maybe a shark. They a thought shark. you were like a weirdo. Like yeah. you were gonna kill somebody. Yeah, they were like, um, what? She got Pennywise. Something cool. I actually tried, but yeah, it's like a grab ba- bag. Oh, you know? okay. Grab I was bag hoping they have yeah. Pennywise and they have <sighs> Ash, and I was hoping for those, but I, I didn't get them. I have Ash. Um, <laughs> what are we doing next time, guys? We'll move your oh, final sorry, yeah. F- final thought on Jaws. Yes, what, what final thought. Evan, Evan nailed it. Like, what a great movie to talk about. Like, character development. Like, the significance of like the ocean, the man overcoming his fears, and also like what a what an important movie for Hollywood. And uh, and you, you know didn't what? think you could pack so much into one. If if you're not even like a person that's gonna go watch a movie to like see a film and analyze it and stuff. It's a fucking entertaining movie. It's I a mean, good time, huh? It's weird because it's got this slow burn to it. There's a lot of stuff, time when like nothing is happening, but it really does a good job of drawing you in to put you on that boat because most people have been fishing. Yep. Most people have been on a boat. Most people have sat on a beach, and you know, you you have that like, well, I've done that. Yep. There's only one thing that's different. I didn't get attacked by a shark, but <laughs> yeah. I could. That could be me. I'd say, and say, just to get in that mindset, best time to watch this movie is when it's way too hot to be outside. Go inside, put on Jaws, feel like you're hot, yeah. have some ice cream, maybe take a shot every time it's in point of view of, of the shark, yeah, and just enjoy the ride. All right, man. Evan, what are we doing next time? Uh, we are doing a movie that just came out it's last a newer year. Movie. So we can see a theme here. We're kind of going new, old, new, old. Oh, well, for now, at least we'll see. We'll no. see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that's the. That's how, that's the uh, cycle that I wear my underwear into. <laughs> oh, new, old, new, old. Okay. You don't turn them inside out and just wear them again. That's what, the old. When, oh. in, when in drought, turn them inside out. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. California, um, sit conserve water. <laughs> shout out to shout out to OC in California. Bre- Brown is the new green. Um, Whoa. What? That's for the outdoor watering for your lawn. Is that really a thing? Yeah. They have brown. it all over, like, uh, where we work. It's just brown as brown as the new green. And it has, like, half the shot with a green lawn, half the shot with, like, just, kind of a brown green lawn. That makes me sad. Yeah. It says that on the golf course by my house. <laughs> We're not going to water oh this shit. Anyways. Even though you're paying money for it. Yeah. Anyways, we are doing a movie called Creep. Um, I personally had seen it like on the trailer thing trailer trailer yeah. cycle yeah uh, for a little bit but i didn't really Thanks know what it jaws. was it looked kind of cheesy like based off the picture i didn't really get what it was and then i saw it on netflix all of a sudden and i was like i don't know and then these guys showed it to me the trailer and uh it looks awesome um i had no clue of uh, who was involved with it and now i am more psyched for yeah. it but basically the writer and director is patrick bryce and um Mark Dupla, Duplass, who also co-wrote it. What? No, you, you the, know as Pete from the from league. The league. From yeah, the league. he's also written a ton of movies. And yep. uh, what was it? Uh, little, uh, what was that one movie with? 
he where he's like that weird guy that is trying to time travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, Can't remember. I safety saw not it. guaranteed. Yeah, that was, was great. Was good. Um, he's an awesome writer. Um, Funny so dude. I'm stoked that he's involved in this and he's in it too. Um, and it's kind of like a found footage type. Yeah, it looks um, pretty creepy. Made by the producers of every other movie nowadays, yeah. Paranormal Activity and The Grudge and The Sinister, Purge, whatever, Sinister, I don't yeah. know, whatever, all those movies. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> which well, doesn't really say much because yeah. every movie's made by the same producer exactly. now. Exactly, it's the same, it's but the same it, company. It looks good, it looks creepy. Um, we'll find out. We, none so of us have seen it yet. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of James made a good point. It kind of seemed Blair Witchy. Got a little a Blair bit. Witch feel to it. They, um... um in the trailer, there's a thing that says like it's uh, an unholy marriage of what about Bob and uh, Fatal Attraction. <laughs> I'd love that. And I'm like, I love what about that, Bob. That line right there like hooked me because I'm like, oh, all right, let's see what's going. On. All right, let's see what's going on here. All right, here. All right. Cat in the wall, huh? Cat in the wall, huh? Um, so we're gonna check that out. It is on Netflix. It's called Creep. Go watch it so that way we're not just spoiling it for you and we'll talk about it next time. Uh, as always, I do like to take us out on a killer line. We did say one of my killer lines earlier. I want to get drunk and fool around. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take us out on another one here. Um, of course, quintessential Quint. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. We'll see you next time.